3: 77 W.A.B.C.
4: And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C. A lot to get to this morning. As usual, you can reach me at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. First off, I had a wonderful time just a few hours ago at the Sheen Center in downtown Manhattan watching a live edition of the 77 WABC show, The Rev and the Rabbi. It was very, very interesting to see this live. It, it, it of course, is uh, is hosted by Reverend A.R. Bernard and Rabbi Joseph Potasnik, and they interviewed Mayor Adams live, uh, and some education uh, protest- protesters were not having it, and they had stage protesters all over the theater to interrupt the mayor, and boy, did they for a couple of minutes. And so the mayor was there, also actress uh, Vanessa Williams, and uh, she was live, and also Frank Marano was there. Frank and I had a great time. I had never been to the Sheen Center, and it is beautiful. And thank you to our owner-operators, John and Margot Casamitidis, for their tremendous involvement in the event. I recommend to to the Rev and the Rabbi that they take the show citywide. That's how good it was. It started almost like a Broadway show on time. An hour later, it was over, and it was very, very informative. So great time had by all. So now to our topics. And... um, I'm going to try not to get so worked up. It's Friday morning, but this is a crying shame. As a matter of fact, it's a damn shame. Let's call it for what it is. New York City hospitals are spending more than $90 million. $90 million to do what? Take a guess. To do what? New York City hospitals Hospitals are spending more than $90 million to house migrants in midtown hotels. I am still trying to make the connection with HHC, the Health and Hospitals Corporation, spending $90 million to house migrants. And night after night, I listen to you folks when you call, and many of you, well, at least some of you, describe hardship and how tough it is to make ends meet. And the Health and Hospitals Corporation of the city of New York is spending $90 million to house migrants. It's just not right. But this is something that makes a lot of sense. And I say bravo, bravo, bravo. Shoplifting has become so rampant that one of the city's busiest commercial districts has turned to man's best friend, to help them with thieves, canine dogs, nothing terrorizes a thief more than a German shepherd canine dog or a dog just like that. Let them patrol in the uh, in the vestibule area of the stores uh, the The drug stores are taking big hits these days. Let the dogs walk through the aisles. Let these thieves know that this is not going to be like before. You may recall when a female NYPD sergeant uh, tried to stop, tried to stop someone from shoplifting and the, the suspect punched her so hard in the face that it literally lifted her up off the ground and she fell backwards. Well, hopefully those days are over. Try it with the dog and we'll see how that ends. We will see how that ends. So we'll get to those two topics. But first, and we see your phone calls coming in. First, a few tidbits here. One, an Ohio mom is ripping President Biden over the rail disaster, and which she says they think we're dumb hicks. And um, the mother of two says it's not surprising, not surprising that Biden chose to go to Ukraine over visiting them. Quote, why would he care about us? This is a mother of two. I want you to listen to this. This is a reporter. Her name is Savannah Hernandez. And boy, did she give it to Transportation Secretary Buttigieg. But I I, I have to set this up. So he's walking into a building, and she's doing what reporters should do. She's not worried about whether or not she is hurting his feelings she is giving it to him as he's walking in. And so he continues walking on in to the building under escort, of course, of uh, of police. And then Buttigieg's uh, uh, press secretary says, I'll answer the question. I'll answer your questions, but turn off the camera. I want you to listen to this, folks. This happened a short time ago, and boy, I am tipping my hat to reporter Savannah Hernandez.
5: Mayor Kate, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the, the, the slow response? The government's no so response. Do you have yeah, any I apologies? I'm press person. I can so. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, a press sure, sure. So, can, camera, can can we ask can. why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera.
1: What was
6: his personal time off while there was a tragedy I'm happy happening to talk here?
5: And can we also ask too why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance? This is a very important question that people you, across America I'm would ha- like to I'm know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Well, please your put request. the cameras away. My name is I'm sorry. We're on a public area. Uh, so we she are allowed as to press. I, you guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're not on, on my camera. Happy. Well, I'm on a con- camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you are the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public that Absolutely. you serve? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Please. Can I ask why? I think
4: that is a little bit aggressive. That's Wh- Why Why is it aggressive?
5: I'm, I'm, on behalf of the American people, I'm just asking why he has not been here until Donald Trump she's came. Asking,
4: she's him three, several times for them to turn the cameras off and they will not do it. And of course she wouldn't do it. Let's put this in perspective. When I say she wouldn't do it, she wouldn't turn off the camera. One, she didn't have a video camera. All she had was a cell phone. And Madam Press Secretary, if everything you have to say is on the up and up, reporters record conversations with cell phones almost 90% of the time, so that they can have an accurate transcript of uh, quotes for their articles. What this reporter did, she reminded me of myself. That's how you do the job, period. That's how you do the job. Aggressive, take no prisoners, and don't back up. And I say bravo to that reporter because the transportation secretary deserved that and much more in terms of uh, being condemned by the media. Tidbit number two, and this is a mess. The forewoman of the Georgia grand jury. Have have you seen her on television? Woohoo! Woohoo! La la land, la la land. I I I could not have put that woman on my show because I would I would have looked at my executive producer. And said, are you out of your mind? This lady is is something's off with her. She she may be the jury, uh, grand jury uh four person, but something's off with her. I can't interview this woman live. And so the forewoman with the task of probing probing allegations of interference in the twenty twenty elections by former president Donald Trump, and you know the district attorney in in Georgia is saying to herself, shoot me now after watching this lady on all the uh, programs and she's sitting up there in La La Land. And, oh, you know, the list of, of indictments that we recommend is very, very long and you won't be surprised. And this went on over and over and over. Well, guess what folks now, now (laughs) in our social media, it includes multiple references to witchcraft and magic spells. And this is the the forewoman of the grand jury. Now, this all comes after uh, former President Trump took to his social, his truth social platform uh, on Wednesday to accuse the woman of being involved in, quote, the greatest witch hunt of all times. So I'm sure the president didn't know, or maybe he did at the time, but boy, was his quote so accurate. Now, this woman, this is the best way I can do it. She went on a bizarre media tour. And uh, here's just a few seconds of what Miss La La Land had to say.
5: I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing.
4: It's not a short list. It's not a short list. But, Madam Forewoman, you just blew the DA's case, if she had any case to begin with. Can you imagine what defense lawyers are going to do with with this forewoman uh, in terms of uh, this grand jury cannot um, make, make an indictment, you know, uh, because it, it was a special grand jury. And in Georgia, a special grand jury can't do it. So it would have they would the district attorney would have to impanel a second one, but it wouldn't be hard to get the to get the indictments. But can you imagine I really believe if the prosecutors had any case at all, and his suspect to begin with, is suspect to begin with, and here's why. And I know some of you are gonna call up and you're gonna say, Well, Dominic, you're defending Trump. And I am, because in the phone call, he says. I just need to find, I think he says 14,000, I forgot the exact figure, amount of votes. He didn't say, remember, in a court of law, you've got to prove intent. He did not say, steal me 13,000 votes. What he was saying was, and this is open to interpretation in my opinion, and certainly if this thing went to trial, his attorneys would say, find 14,000 errors. They exist. That's what he was saying. Do you think the president of the United States is going to get on the telephone and say, steal me 14,000 votes or 13, whatever the amount was? And we're going to start with your telephone calls in just a second. But th- this third tidbit, and it's it's important to me, maybe because I have a, a a tremendous fear of alligators. But this is not a joking matter. Remember, the alligator found locally recently in Prospect Park, Brooklyn, in the lake. Now, they say the alligator was lethargic, but do you think alligators, once they're hungry, do you think they just sit back, or are they aggressive towards their prey? And they pick on small dogs, little children. Imagine the nightmare that could have happened. And I say this, Following, I don't know if you folks have seen it, the terrifying video of just a few days ago showing another alligator in Florida fatally, key word, fatally snatching a senior citizen woman, I believe she was 85, and she's walking her dog, walking her dog, and... You know, I don't know if she had arthritis. I don't know if it was the sand or the grass. But she, the the senior citizen was not walking that fast. And alligators sit and wait and then attack their prey. And the attack is so fast that very often there's very little you can do. So the senior citizen was just maybe three feet away from the, the water, back from the water. And that was a mistake. That was a mistake. So she had her dog on a chain and the alligator was lurking in the water and just jumped out and opened its mouth. And the dog was on the chain. And the dog's instinct, the dog tried to run ahead of, of its master. But then, uh, uh, we, I only saw this part of the video, when the, when the alligator could not get to the dog, it turned on the senior citizen woman and pulled her in the water and killed her. And killed her. She was trying to save her, her dog. And paid with her life, and because of some clown here that decided, "Oh, I'm going to have an alligator in my home. I'll keep it in my in my uh, bathtub." When the alligator grew, where it, you couldn't control it anymore, some clown takes the alligator to Prospect Park, and if you look at the video, even though the the alligator was under the weather in 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 uh, in Brooklyn because of the cold water and so on. But if it decided to attack, it would do the same thing that was done by the alligator in Florida. It sits and waits, and then the attack is so fast that the prey, basically, you're a sitting duck, literally, literally. And I want to tell you, folks, we're going to start with the telephone calls in just one second. I'm going to begin with uh, Jennifer in Boston. And then we're going to break down the stories. We're going to go to Yonkers, the Bronx, Asbury Park, Queens, Massachusetts. A number of calls, 800-848-WABC, 800 848 So I, I've i got to commend the guys that are basically behind the scenes here. Matt, Kenneth, and Alex. This is a true story. This is a true story. This is a true story. So whenever... um. We're out of water. And all these years, whenever, whenever a water tank is empty, I've always watched in amazement when people are able to put the next gallon of water, the plastic container on top, right? Because every time I do it, I spill half of it all over the place. And so I go, I, I kid you not. This is just five minutes ago. And I'm standing there. First, Alex caught a tweet that I sent where I spelled uh, someone's name wrong, uh, a legend in New York. And he came running into the room. He's like, Dominic, you spelled his name wrong. So delete, delete, delete. Then I'm at the water fountain and I'm watching Alex put the water on top. And I was like amazed because when I do it, I open the plastic and that's not what you do. And, then, and once that, once I take the plastic off, then you can't get it on top without spilling half of it. And so I'm amazed five minutes ago, Alex takes the uh, the gallon of water and he leaves the plastic piece on it and just turns it upside down and it punctures, once you put it in place, the plastic, and thus that's how, that's how you get your water. I didn't know that. And so Alex was doing this five minutes ago, and I'm looking at him in utter shock, like he had just discovered uh, a, a science, uh, uh, a, a, a cure for something. And so and Matt and Kenneth, I'm, I'm I'm literally looking, and we're gonna go to Jennifer in just one second. I'm literally looking at Alex. I'm like, wow.
1: Well. Dominic, it wasn't always like that. Oh, okay. You are right. There was a point in time. Because if you look at those water jugs, the bottles, there is a little tab that you pull. Right. And it's kind of plastic and you pull it off. Right. Mm -hmm. So the older water coolers, you did have to take it off. Are you calling me an old man? (laughs) Well, I will tell you a story. I did the same thing that you did one time. I pulled it off. No, but every time I did that. Every time. I pulled one off one time. I put it on top, and I don't know if I, I didn't put it right, and all of a sudden you see all the bubbles come up because yes. it goes yes. into the water cooler and fills up a, whatever little tank is in there. Well, it didn't, it didn't stop. It kept going and going, and all of a sudden water is overflowing out of the water cooler <laughs> so onto the, the floor. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> I've done it
4: too. Okay, so let's ask the young guy here. Let's see if he's ever made that mistake or you knew all along, Kenneth, how to do it.
0: I knew... Just like Alex did with these types of jugs, because I've done it a couple times when we ran out, and uh, yeah, if you take that thing off, Dom, it's waterworks from there. So right. you, you got to make sure you leave it on. So
4: why didn't somebody tell me? <laughs>
0: I
1: didn't know you were changing it; otherwise, I would have said something.
4: <laughs> so, folks, I, I was literally amazed at this—that that Alex could change the water without dropping a drop, and when I do it, I'm spilling water all over myself, all over the floor. So anyway, folks, let's get to your telephone calls. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind?
2: Good morning, Dominic. I just want to um, say it's always a pleasure. You have such a nice crew of guys there. They're always just polite and kind, and they're wonderful. So um, they're a great addition to your program, and um, I'm glad you all have each other to work with. Um, If I could, I just wanted to, could I speak briefly to the migrant thing with the hospitals?
4: Go ahead, go
2: ahead. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to be clear. Are they, because I just heard briefly what you said, This is it a hospital network that is paying for housing? Is that what it is?
4: Yes, it's the city's health agency, the the Health and Hospitals Corporation. Now, maybe it's because, maybe it's because, Jennifer, they have the budget funds extra so the city can allocate it, but it's my belief that the Health and Hospitals Corporation should be spending money on protecting New Yorkers medically and not on migrants.
2: Just that you know, it, it is rich, isn't it? I called you the other night and I told you about the the Marburg virus that's uh, brewing over in, in um in one of the two of the African nations and you know, we have wide open borders here for people flowing in from hundred and sixty countries. You know, and that disease in itself has a 21-day, up to a 21-day incubation period. So maybe they ought to be thinking about stuff like that when it comes to migrants. Um, and the other thing is, you know, not to sound redundant, I've gone over this before, but as long as we have one veteran or one American homeless and on the streets, um, the fact that we are allocating money toward people that sauntered the behind across our border with their handouts uh, not that some of them don't work hard, but there's many, many criminals, and there are many, many people. We have people arrested up here with multiple fraudulent IDs, uh, EBT SNAP cards, Mass Health cards. It's um it's an industry, really, you know, and we're be- we're just being played for fools. Well, and it's, to Jennifer,
4: me- I'll do you one better. So remember that the workers at the Rowe Hotel were throwing away nearly a ton of food daily. Because the migrants wouldn't yep. eat it. That's one. And two and two, I looked at a photo tonight of one of the um destroyed hotel rooms or, or very dirty hotel rooms after a migrant left. They supposedly mm-hmm. don't have any money. I've never seen so many so many boxes of uh, Corona beer. And, I was trying, and, oh my gosh, And, no, and, and beer all can't. over the place.
2: Exactly. I was thinking the same thing to myself. Just a six-pack of that, what it cost. But it's funny, they came up with the cash for that, isn't it? Yes. And, and one, one other thing, Dominic, real quick. Um, I don't know they're not at any time you, you would give this any coverage, but tomorrow the rancher in Arizona, the 73-year-old man that's being charged with first-degree murder, um, he's having this preliminary hearing, and um, there's, a, there's a fund for him on Give, Send, Go for um, George Kelly, the Arizona rancher. And I'll tell you this, Dominic, the fact that we have, uh, we're arresting people and you should have seen how dogged this prosecutor was. I watched, it was about an hour and a half yesterday. And she is so sure she's taking the word of supposed illegal immigrants that were with this six time deported illegal that was shot on private property, supposedly by this meeting, the whole thing. But we are putting Americans in this horrific situation to protect themselves, and now they're going after this man, and they're giving all benefit to people that have all all the the need and desire to lie ahead of this American citizen, this seventy-three-year-old hardworking rancher. And and this it, to me, it's just disgusting. I mean, what we're allowing to happen to to our own people? So I I hope maybe people will look at his case, George Kelly in Arizona. Um, you know, he shot a man with tactical boots. Supposedly he shot him on purpose, so, you know, according to the prosecutor. The guy had tactical boots at a radio when he was found. Do you think he was out there selling Girl Scout cookies? I mean, no. it's, it's very sad. It, it's very sad what's happening.
4: So, I, I, you know, I agree we have, with you, and i, I got to take a commercial break, Jennifer, but I thank you for the call, and I do believe that the man that's being charged in this case uh, should be given the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't mean that he should be given a break, but the benefit of the doubt. We've got to uh, take a break. When we come back, again, it it, it is incredible. The New York City uh, Health and Hospitals Corporation, the hospitals, are spending more than $90 million to house uh, migrants, and shoplifting has become so rampant that the city's busiest commercial district has turned to canine dogs. And I say, bravo, let the dogs do What dogs do? So we're going to take a break. When we come back, Norman in Brooklyn uh, apparently has a comment about the alligator in Prospect Park. We're going to go right to Norman, and we'll go to Yonkers, the Bronx, Asbury Park, Queens, Massachusetts, and Brooklyn. Talk Radio 77.
3: Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.
4: And we are back on this Friday morning, going right to your telephone calls, Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good
6: morning, Dominic. First thing I have to say, uh I love alligators and crocodiles. Slightly less crocodiles, but I like wait, alligators. Okay, wait,
4: more. wait, wait, wait. Why? Why?
6: Oh, there's just, well, first thing, the alligator is an American animal. It is not a, it's been here before we got here. It's not a, it's not an invasive species and it belongs in the wild. uh, Not, uh, you know, not in, not in ponds in Central Park or as people's pets. Um, The, the creature that has been, uh, identified as being an alligator is not an alligator. Um, this creature that is that is is a, most likely a caiman. They they've become popular among stupid people who get them. And oh, it looks cute in a tank, right? But when it's you know a foot long, and then it gets to be two feet and three feet, and it goes to maybe a maximum of about six feet. Um, that thing when they put it that thing in the cold. <laughs> in the cold uh Central Park uh, uh Reservoir there, was dying. Okay. Right. Pro- Probably prospect, within, a, within pros- a day it pros- would have died. Prospect okay. Park.
4: Prospect Park.
6: Prospect Park. Wherever it was, that thing was dying. It was crazy. It's irresponsible. But it's a different story than what happens in Florida. Okay, but wait, wait wait, Florida, wait, 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 what you wait, got wait, is Norman, the wild Norman, alligator. Norman, And they're constantly Norman. warning
4: people. Norman, Do hold Do not on. walk your dog. <laughs> Norman, near Norman the hold water, on. Hold on, Norman. Hold on for a second. You said the alligator... And the experts have called it an alligator in Prospect Park. You said that it would have died in a day. Maybe that's case. That maybe that's the case. But would you want to take a chance with your life, walking a foot from the water, and you're thinking nothing's in the water? Would you take a chance like that with your life, Norman? No, I wouldn't take a chance
6: like that. But uh, Dominic, that thing—it well, listen. Whoever did that should 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 you know have to suffer some sort of a criminal offense. I mean, it's against the law to do that. You shouldn't be able to put a wild animal, but chances are, chances are, uh, that animal would have been dead. And also, I I defy whatever experts have said because they ad- generally identify these things as being a crocodilian or an alligator, but it's not. I guarantee you, Dominic. If we, if we look into this, this is this is a caiman because there, there's not much of a traffic okay, but of Norman, these American but, but alligators but into Norman, as Norman. pets.
4: Norman, what does it matter if it still has the capacity to eat you alive? What does it matter? Yeah, well,
6: so, listen. So, so does a dog that's that's not that's not oh, come trained on, well. Come on, come so, on, Norman, you know,
4: Come on now. Come on. A
6: dog is very uh, listen. It, I, listen. What did I say to you? I absolutely disagree with the owning of alligators. I like listen. I'm I, I'm a nature lover. I love to watch them in the wild where they belong. I don't like to. I don't like to. Uh, but these are these are not satanic beasts. These are this is nature and they belong in nature, just like, you know, uh, uh, you know, there are, there are the, the the Gila monster belongs in the desert. Hey,
4: Norman, and before, before I go, Norman, in Africa, Norman, doesn't belong in a Norman, Norman, before I go, have you seen the video in Florida of the senior citizen?
6: Okay, yes, and that senior citizen was doing something very irresponsible by walking her dog near the river on a place okay. where where there's no Okay, alligator. okay. but but, but Norman, this is, this but
4: is, Norman, this is what Norman, happens. Norman, we one one uh the lady made a mistake, but if you witnessed how fast that alligator is floating in the water in Florida and then goes on the attack, that lady had no chance at all. None. Yeah, and
6: so what is your answer? You want to kill all the alligators out there?
4: No, I didn't say. You're taking it to a whole other level. You're approaching me as as an activist. You have to keep the population down. Norman, I, I hear you. I hear you, but I've given you enough time on alligators. Thank you. Thank you, Norman. I'm not saying you go kill all the alligators, but I am saying to you that whether it's dying or not, I don't want to take the chance with my life walking near the water in Prospect Park and having an alligator or whatever you call it attack me. Because chances are, once it grabs you, it's going to pull you in the water, take you down, and it is over. Let's go to Phyllis in Queens. Good morning, Phyllis. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
7: Good morning, dear Dominic. How are you? Don't get so upset. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll answer about the alligator first, though I wasn't planning to. I think that this person before me is correct that any, uh, in the cold weather, I think they're kind of more dormant. Yes, yes, that, that's what the experts much. say. But, that's but what the experts this has been say. a problem for years. We used to hear about this all the time, how people would take little baby alligators, flush them down the toilet, and they'd end up walking around in the sewer system or in the tunnels of the subway, by the way, or somewhere like that, and grow into huge things. And it's terribly irresponsible and cruel of whoever does that you should respect wildlife and let it stay just like he said in nature and not bring it here but that's unfortunately what happens and for that poor lady who got snapped away i'm so sorry for that but i think in florida that does happen more often because there are more alligators or crocodiles around and it's hot weather and people aren't paying attention and the dog was like probably good prey for the alligator and she got pulled in by the leash or something so i'm really sorry about that but um, maybe they can put more signs up around there or something, you know, do not walk so close or something like that.
4: But, but, yeah, but you know, Phyllis, and I'm going to let you make your point, it was so sad because the alligator basically comes up behind the, the, oh. the senior citizen. So she had ch- her immediate reaction no was to protect yeah. her dog, but she had no chance. Right. The alligator grabs her when he couldn't get the dog and pulls her in the water, yeah. and, and she ended up uh, killed by the alligator. I'm
7: so sorry. So may I go on to the next yes, thing now? Yes, go ahead, about the, go ahead. The, the It's got to be
4: quick. Go ahead. Okay,
7: I'm glad that they're putting the dogs in there. It's a shame that we had to come to that point, but they've driven us to it by this ridiculous stuff with the no-bail thing and not allowing us to have a reasonable way of living yes. to keep things safe and to keep the people and the workers safe. And by the way, that's why there were no children's drugs for a while. There was a shortage because the people were stealing it. Correct. That's what... And so that's terrible, so I'm glad that the dogs are there, even though in general I don't like to see dogs running around, but in this case, it's good I'm glad and then what was the other thing oh, about trump well um, that thing with that four women is ridiculous. I hope she did throw the case because you're not supposed to ever speak in public when you're on the jury well sometimes it's supposed to sometimes be Phyllis be quiet well,
4: well sometimes Phyllis, the the judge and and i I know what I'm talking about here as a in bed reporter for the Southern district. I did it for about two years. The judge in most federal cases will instruct the jury to, to not comment or the judge will say it's up to you to comment. But for the woman to go on TV and look like a flower child on every station that she was on and now we find out she's in the witchcraft. If you're the district attorney down in Georgia, you're saying to yourself, and thank you for the call, Phyllis, you're saying to yourself, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do? Who, who did I hurt or piss off to do? Because she just threw the entire case completely out the window. You were never going to get Trump because the evidence is just not there. You cannot prove, unless there are phone calls that we don't know about, the phone calls that have been made public, you cannot prove criminal intent with those telephone calls. You can get the best prosecutors in the world, and they will not be able. You can get the best prosecutors in the world in Washington, D.C., a jury in Washington, D.C., which would be anti-Trump, very anti-Trump, and they won't convict because the evidence is just not there. Larry, Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah,
6: Dominic, I agree with you 100%. Um, this is a show trial. They're wasting taxpayer money just to make a show out of this, because actually the judge is supposed to make a directed verdict. If if, if you cannot cognizably prove beyond a reasonable doubt guilt, the judge makes a directed verdict unless he's corrupt also.
8: But,
4: but, but, I just, but, but, but Larry, this is not a verdict. This is just a special grand jury that looked into this. So, so, I understand,
6: but ahead, I'm saying a trial, there's no right, way to convict the right, trial. Now, right. now, I don't understand why Governor Kemp, you know, if if, if a governor has the power to, to fire a, 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 D, a DA, why isn't Governor Kemp, considering, considering he's a Republican, getting involved in this massive waste of taxpayer money and just to demean a political opponent? You know why.
4: You, you just You just answered your own question, Larry. You know why. Him and don't trump him and Trump don't see eye to eye, so if you're the governor politically, you're not going to interfere with this if you're the governor, you're going to say good for you and let it and let it continue if but you're the governor, right but, but but they don't like each other they don't like each other right we well, can agree, say, we can agree on that right yeah, but I would say party loyalty would no be fair. no no no, the one thing that trump's party loyalty is when you have a personal dislike of a person. Personal dislike always seems, I'm not saying it's right, Larry, and thank you for the call. I'm not saying it's right, but it seems like it always um, uh, trumps, uh, if you will, party uh, loyalty. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
8: It's a pleasure to hear your voice, Dominic. Thank you. uh, Very kind of you to say. Thank you. Okay. Uh, the deal is with HHC, what, what they want to do is basically they're going to spend $90 million. Where, where they got it from, I'd love to know. Probably Hochul had shuffled it over to their uh, bank account. The point is the expenditure is going to go, do I understand this, to be housing for these people as well as care, as well as meeting their basic needs. Now. You're talking about a hotel room that's anywhere from $300 to $500 a day. So let's say you put three people in a room, okay? What what happens is when you add all this up out of the 30,000 or so illegals that are here, this is a short-term plan because what's going to happen when this coming winter hits, when October, November hits, the money's gone. So what do you do with these people? That's one thing. The second thing, which is more important, far more important, and to the health and safety of New Yorkers, is the fact that a, a fair amount, they estimate as many as twenty-four percent of these people that come across the border have very contagious or, if not, very dangerous diseases that they bring with them—tuberculosis, uh, uh, typhoid, and such—and and this is this is not. This is not good because we had this outbreak in San Francisco. The police were getting typhoid from handling homeless illegals, okay? This is what I heard. My point is what we need to do is find out where did they – where did HHC, who was on the tightest – I know HHC. My my sister worked for them. She told me these people are on the tightest of budgets. They won't yes. give you a penny. Yes. Where did they get the money from? And, and it all points to Albany. And,
4: and it, well, thank you for the call, Phil. It has been that way. Your sister is correct. It has been that way with HHC for years that, that uh, every dollar is accounted for and they just don't have the money. But as you were speaking, one thing that I thought about, and I want you folks to be aware of this, the planned $93.8 million for the spending in this by the Health and Hospitals Corporation, bypasses normal oversight procedures for city government contracts. Think about that for a second. Think about corruption and think about that for a second. This planned $93.8 million bypasses normal oversight procedures for city government contracts. So for example, these sweetheart deals when it comes to consulting one company has an 11.5 million dollar contract to triage arriving migrants think about what i just said now who picked this company where did this company come from the regular the regular procedures are not in play here so who picked them who owns this company and Triage? You you mean to tell me regular city employees can't do that? You give away an $11 million contract just for that? Doesn't pass the smell test. Does not pass the smell test. Dominic Carter here with Talk Radio 77 WABC. I've got to take a break, and we will have the chronicles of Dominic Carter when I come back, but I see Gracie and Rocklin is standing by, and I always look forward to, to chatting with uh, Gracie because Gracie has an energy about her, and Gracie is going to tell us exactly how she feels. When we come back, the Chronicles, it will go to Yonkers, to Rockland, Asbury Park, Brooklyn, Massachusetts, and Long Island.
3: WABC These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC.
4: Tiana. Major, Tiana Major, Tiana Major. She's the nine-year-old girl. We brought you the story of what happened in Florida just yesterday with the shooting, the murder. Reporters there to cover it. And the suspect apparently came back, opened fire, killed a number of people. This young lady, her mother a TV reporter, and the second person, the journalist, uh, is doing better. But this is, the name I just said to you is the name of this nine-year-old girl, and her father has a GoFundMe page. And I'm happy to report that they had a goal of $12,000, and thus far it's raised 19605 And her father states that, On February 22nd, 2023, the unthinkable happened. Our home was invaded by an armed gunman who gunned down my nine-year-old daughter and shot my wife. Senseless violence has taken the life of my little girl, Tayana Major, She was a light to everyone that knew her. She was everything to us. She was a great student at the top of her third grade class and reading at a fifth grade level. She was outgoing as well as an amazing gymnast, nine years old, and police say she died a horrible death. The good news, if there's any good news in all of this, GoFundMe page. Tayana Major, for this uh, young lady, again, has pulled in $19,605 of a $12,000 goal to pay for her funeral and for counseling for the family. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Let's go to Gracie. Back to the telephones. Gracie in Rockland County. Good morning, Gracie. What's on your mind?
9: Oh, good morning, Dominic.
4: What's on my mind
9: is I don't understand why the they're, they're never-Trumpers are never-Trumpers. They're Republicans, and they hate Trump so much. You're out and about. I know when I listen to cat show or, or, you know, people, they can, they can never give Trump any credit or all for the three wonderful years, three and a half wonderful years we have. Are, are people all brain dead out there? I know, what? like you said, these politicians hate. Uh, you know, they uh, it's personal. And I'm sure Trump hates them. But... Uh, it, it's just so ridiculous. Get over yourselves and, and realize what's going on. The greater good is out there. I don't understand it. I could see the dummies I deal with here in Rockland, but not politicians who should know a little better.
4: Well, Dominic. you know, Gracie, um, you're correct, but, but oftentimes it's personality-driven. In In either party, I don't like him, I don't like her. And oftentimes it's personality-driven, and a lot of it, as it relates to uh, the dislike of former President Trump, happens to be that they don't like his personality.
9: Yeah, but you know what, Dom? Can I just say something? Back in 2015, when he first came down the escalator, I was for him. So my son says to me, how can you be for him ma? He was he was ribbing me. Oh my, you know, you know he uh, with women and this and you're such a blah 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 holy roller. I said he's not my husband. I'm one of I'm worried about a good president. Do you know what I'm saying? How could you make it personal? Worry about what's really important. The country is going apart in a handbasket. We're worried about alligators instead of worried about that uh, the fentanyl, the border, diseases, uh, trains are coming off tracks, uh, people can't drink the water. You know, this is like a movie. Forget about real life in the United
4: States. Agreed, Gracie. It's a mess. It's a mess. Thank you for the call. And that's why I continue to say that I don't see the path for Biden to win. President Biden. Uh, re Let's go to uh, Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind?
10: Good morning, Dominic. Um, you know, I wasn't aware of this story with the uh, alligator and the elderly woman in um, Florida until you mentioned it. I haven't been watching the news or on a regular basis. I imagine she met her demise at the jaws of the alligator. Yes. Okay. Well, I was telling Kenny I uh, had been visiting family friends in Wilmington, North Carolina. And over there, you have both the ocean and the intercoastal. And they happen to have a home right on a golf course. And there are lakes and ponds on the golf course. Now, I had never been there before, so I knew from nothing. So I don't golf. We're out on the golf course. They're golfing. And I'm going chasing the, you know, bulls that go far and just trying to pick them up and whatnot be careful that's
4: a no-no Jacqueline. well i
10: I found that out because the husband all of a sudden turns around and is looking at me and watching me to see where i am instead of telling me and forewarning me that there are alligators there uh he tells me watch out don't go too far there's an alligator right there and there's hedges that are about 15 20 feet high I'm telling you, no exaggeration, Dominic. There was an alligator or a uh, crocodile, whatever the heck it was. It must have been 15 to 20 feet long. The thing looked like an alligator crocodile saurus. <laughs> I would have been lunch.
4: But I knew from nothing. I, 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 don't, mean, I don't mean to laugh, Jacqueline, because I, I'm in the same boat with you. This, this is a true story. A few years ago, my wife and I were looking um, to buy a... Um, a, uh, a condo on, on the, or a condo in South Carolina. So it was right next to a lake. I ended up passing up on that deal because I was afraid that I would be lunch for an alligator and ended up buying uh, in, in a housing complex called the farms uh, in, in Myrtle Beach, which was, which was about a good 10 to 15 minutes away from water. But I'm with you, Jacqueline, because I, I was so afraid that in those bushes and at that lake, that if you get too close, or or if my dog would have gotten too close, or, or my little children, that something would happen. So I, I really do feel your pain.
10: No signs. I mean, that's like a lawsuit waiting, for, waiting to happen, like what happened in Disney World yes. uh, with that little child yes. at the park. Yes. I mean, why are there not signs? They know that there's all this wildlife. Not everyone is aware that there could be these uh, natural dangers with these animals, they really should post it and make it clear for those that may be unawares.
4: And and what's crazy, and thank you for the call, Jacqueline, what's crazy about it is that the alligators are stalking you when you don't even see them, and they are patiently waiting for you to make a mistake, and then boom. William Asbury Park, good morning, William. What's on your mind?
11: Hey, Dom. I am from Louisiana, so I can tell you a thing, too, about gators. They like to hang around vegetation that's close to the water. So if you got tall grass, lily pads, trees hanging over the water, that's where you want to keep your wits about you.
4: Okay, and, fair, uh, fair enough.
11: And uh they they're they're a lot better. Those things can go ten feet, twelve, fifteen feet, just like you know, the fast you can snap your fingers they are a whole lot faster than they look.
4: Yes, they are. I, I it says here you wanted to talk about the canine dogs.
11: Yeah, yeah. They, they, I remember the first time I spoke to you, you had lost your canine friend. We just lost ours. She was a German shepherd. So I think it's great that they had the handlers with the dogs in there because that's the minute the the crook sees the dog, he's going elsewhere, I guarantee it.
6: Absolutely, absolutely. And, th-
11: and thank you for uh, highlighting uh, Savannah Hernandez. She, I've been following her ever since she got her start. She's such a great budding young talent. And if you all want to see more of her work, She's got a, a video channel on Bandot Video. It's called Sav Says. So check her out, y'all.
4: Well, thank you for the call, William. I respect the fact the way she challenged the uh, Buttigieg uh, in Ohio. In a moment, I'm going to Frank Marano, but first I want to go to Teddy and Yonkers. Teddy and Yonkers, good morning. Go right ahead.
3: Uh, good morning, Dom. Uh, Dom, I agree with you. You see... <laughs> I'm gonna. I call it like it is. Both pro Democrat and pro Republican and pro common sense. Okay. Okay. You
4: agree with me on I'm what, about, Teddy, or do you agree with me on what?
3: I agree with you on the uh, the foreman of this jury opening up her mouth. I and the judge. She the judge. I I heard this evening. There is no legal rule that says that they cannot talk about what took place. But common sense, the judge would have to say to them, be careful of your words. I don't know if the judge is obligated to say that. Having said that, I agree with you. You can't tell me and the American public. I was here that Saturday afternoon with my girlfriend when Trump called up uh, the attorney general, Ratzker, and asked him to find 11,000 votes. Dominic, I'm sorry. You can't tell me that he wasn't saying to Ratsperger, get me 11,000 votes
4: by hook or by crook, okay? No, 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 no. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. He didn't use those words. I know that. Okay, so, Teddy, wait. So, if he didn't use those words, how are you going to get the conviction? Well,
3: I'm not a lawyer, but... Common right, sense. right, but, but I, but No,
4: no, 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 no. Common sense don't work in federal court. It's either you can prove it or you can't. That's the bottom line. So I, I hear you. You want to imply that Trump was uh, talking about corruption. But, I, but wait, wait, wait. But I'm telling you, as someone that has covered the federal courts, the feds have got to prove criminal intent. And how do you prove that in this case? And okay, it's I'm not a lawyer. It's okay, got to be quick, Teddy. Okay. I'm not a lawyer. But to me, and if you ask right, the Teddy, people on the street, Teddy, Teddy, they, Teddy, they would all got, agree with Teddy. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy you, you, could, you, you can ask 10 people out of 10, and 10 people could say it was corruption. That means absolutely nothing in a federal court of law. The feds have got to prove it. And where's the evidence? You have a phone call that could go either way. That is not evidence. But I can't harp on this right now. Frank Marano, the other side of Midnight. Man, it was nice seeing you tonight at that, at that event.
0: You too. Absolutely. It was fun. Anytime we get to hang out with uh, a, a model of Vanessa Williams caliber, it's always a, a good start to the weekend. Hey,
4: man, why, why was she like smiling at you more than she was smiling at me? What, what's up with that? <laughs> so oh, sure oh wait, wait, I just remembered you're married. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I take that back. Frank. Oh, that's right. I Rachel, Rachel, that Rachel, as well, Rachel yes. I didn't mean it. It was a joke. Go ahead, Frank. Get me out of this. Uh, Well,
0: let me tell you what's coming up uh,
4: for the next hour. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. It's
0: Ask Frank Anything Day. If you have questions about what it's like to hang out with Vanessa Williams or anything else, uh, they
4: can... we're actually smiling at Frank Marano oh, the please. whole entire oh, time. Oh, uh,
0: we'll get into it. I'll answer questions on any subject that people are genuinely curious about. And then uh, we're gonna uh, really excited. We're going to talk with Chris Fenton, who is a former Hollywood movie producer. He's going to tell us what Hollywood has done to kowtow to China and why that's so dangerous for American moviegoers, because it's not just affecting what Chinese moviegoers are seeing. It's affecting what we're seeing. And we're going to uh, delve into the w- mysteries of Mars. With a gentleman named George Haas, uh, the founder of something called the Sedonia Institute, there's some wacky stuff happening on Mars, and we'll tell you about it.
4: So, a great show is coming up. Let me go to uh, John on Long Island. John, you got 20 seconds. Go right ahead.
6: Quick thing: these people release these animals into the into in, in, our, in our environment, and they're invasive. These knuckleheads do that, and they created a lot of problems. The eco-cycle in Florida is a big problem as well. People have been releasing their iguanas; it's ruining the state. These state with burrowing in the ground and eating animals and so forth. And people have to realize they can't just get these species and think it's a, a, a funny thing to have. They're dangerous for the yes. environment.
4: John, thank you. The bottom line: people, some people are knuckleheads. I want you to have a great weekend. Dominic Carter here with you. Frank Morano's coming up. Alex Barnard with news headlines. Have a great weekend, folks.